Hi everyone, welcome to the Mike and Riley show. Uh, I'm Riley with Mike as always, and March Madness finally happened. The first week, uh, first round, second round, it, it was great. Um, so many action-packed games, so much uh, news, so, so many stories, so many things happened. Uh, can't wait to get into it. Uh, Mike, uh, start us off with like what jumped out to you. Uh, some things that jumped out to me was um, the absurd number of upsets we had this year, and they were they were welcome. Even if they bust some brackets, they're just it's awesome to see upsets. You know, I mean, look at Oral Roberts; they're, they're still in it right now. They're going to the they're in the Sweet Sixteen. They beat Ohio State and a good Florida team. You know, they're to watch out for. Watch them just make the Final Four with how things are going. Illinois lost in the second round. I had them winning a few brackets, and boom. They lose in the second round to, of course, Loyola, the Magic upset team, and there's so many more. You got, you got any that you saw? I mean, um, uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many. Um, I think, um, I mean, Abilene Christian beating Texas, that one would just like hurt me. That was just so shocking. I couldn't believe it. Uh. One one point difference. I, I think Matt Coleman made a really big mistake with that foul, but I mean that that is what it is. I mean, and then um, Oregon State making it this far. I mean they're playing really good. Uh, they ended it. On, they ended um, their season on a run, and they kept the run going, beating Tennessee and Oklahoma State. Like that's crazy. Um, Syracuse, like they're shooting lights out. Like there's just so many teams. UCLA, I mean, they're all playing good. I'm playing great right now, actually. It's going to be a great Sweet 16 and great Elite 8 Final Four and Final. Yeah, um, when we're looking at the teams left, what do you think there's a single team that's just immune to these upsets when you look at them? I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor are the two that, like, do you think it's possible that one of those teams doesn't make the Final Four? Oh, yeah, it's definitely possible. Um. I don't know if it will happen, but yeah, it could definitely be, it's definitely possible. I mean, we've seen anything's possible this year. Um, uh, for Baylor's sake, I mean, Arkansas is going up against Oral Roberts, but I really think Arkansas is playing really good. I, I like their, the way they're playing. Uh, that game against Texas Tech, te- Texas Tech was a really fun one to watch. Um, yeah, so I, I think they're one to look out for. Uh, USC, they destroyed Kansas. And they they beat Drake handily, so they're playing really good basketball on offense and defense. So that they could be a force. Um, yeah, so so it could definitely happen. Yeah, USC. I've been saying about USC this entire time that they're a deadly team. They great players. They got the Mulby brothers, and they're just such a such a good March team. And there, I think they'll continue this easily into the lead eight. And um, I think they can make. I think they have a chance to. Against Gonzaga, uh, I think Evan Mobley will just—I don't know if will be his points only, but I think he'll have an, a fantastic game, and then somebody else on that team will go off, put up like twenty-five plus points, and I think they could take Gonzaga. But besides that, um, another team I see that could go—that's like we've seen both parts of was Alabama. We've seen both things Alabama that when they could play well and when they could play bad uh, against Iona, they didn't have a great game, couldn't shoot. Uh, we still play good defense, and that's why they won. And I guess Maryland, lights out shooting, 
And um, defense wasn't fantastic. Gave him 77 points. But put up 96. So it doesn't really matter when you put up 96. So their inconsistency could bite him. Uh, I don't know how much that much against UCLA because I think that should be a easier game. But definitely if they play Michigan or Florida State, they're going to have to tighten up their act. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alabama's playing great. But I, UCLA's playing also really good. That's one full out for the um, playing game. Yeah. You never know. It could be some magic. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the roster, UCLA, like they, they don't look like a, a playing game or an 11 seed at all. Uh, Jaime Jaquez is playing great. Uh, Johnny Juzang, uh, that they're just their stars are performing. So, yeah, that should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And then I don't think we haven't even looked at Michigan, Florida State yet. Um, Michigan, they've played. Played great against Texas Southern, which was expected, and then they struggled a little bit against LSU. And are they getting um what's his face? I think are they getting livers back before the state? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they are, which will help them. It will, but I think Florida State will win this. I mean, I've been like you've been high on USC all year. I've been high on Florida State all year. Um, and they beat Colorado, who were shooting lights out crazy against Georgetown. And their defense just kind of shut them down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll definitely definitely be a fun and a good matchup to watch. Also, the only one verse four matchup, which is not not that usual all the time, but um, it, it's still gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. I don't think there are gonna be any bad matchups like. Like here, like everyone's earned it and like shown that they can play. Like each team, we can take like highlights from or like things they did well or things that stuck out from like the previous game. So, so that's good. Um, and what do you think about the two five seeds that are left, Villanova and Creighton? Any chance at a win? Coming into this, a lot of people didn't think either of these two teams would even be in the spot. I mean, a lot of people. Had both uh, had Villanova as a first round exit, and then I had I think I had Creighton as a second round exit uh, to yeah. Ohio, who upset Virginia but couldn't get it done against Creighton. Yeah, and um, I mean I don't think Creighton has a chance against Gonzaga. I don't think Villanova has a chance against Baylor. I think those two, um, those are the two powerhouse teams. That, I thought there were three powerhouse teams, but Illinois just was disappointing. Um. But watching that Illinois game, um, anything's possible, you know. Maybe Creighton just comes out, locks up, uh, locks up Gonzaga, and then you never know. Maybe Creighton is in the Final Four somehow, or Oregon maybe. Yeah. Oregon is random, but Oregon skipped an entire game. VCU uh, struggling with COVID. I mean, they just got out of the tournament, which must have sucked. You know, what do you think about that? You think that was just? You think they should have postponed the game? Yeah, I mean, well, the rules they they stated the rules before. Um, that will happen. That they're not gonna postpone the game. That, that's what's gonna happen. And, I mean, that just sucks. Uh, especially it wasn't one of the players, so that that definitely probably hurts a little bit more. But um, yeah. But that that kind of sort of buy, I guess you could say, for Oregon. I think that helped the way Oregon was playing their offense against Iowa. They were able to just they made it a fast paced game, and and Iowa just couldn't hang with them for the full forty. And Oregon came out and won that one by 15. Uh, I think Luca had like 
still he had 30, 33 points or something like that. Yeah, he played amazing. Yeah, but he plays pretty good every game, and they don't win every game. So, yeah, if if I if I knew Oregon was going to not have to play the first game, I would have been more inclined to put them over Iowa. But there was also just great performance. Pac-12 really re- was representing this tournament. They, they played lights out, um, which I thought the Pac-12 was pretty good this year because – you didn't have that many in the top 25 at once, but I think the top 25 isn't the best thing to look at because it's all based on, like, the committee's, like, opinion on the beginning of the season. Like, because we saw how long it took for, like, Duke to get out of the top 25, even though, like, they were playing, like, kind of in at the beginning, but they were ranked in there, and other teams were ranked in there, and they were still kind of not doing that well. So but they were still in the top 25 and not they were, the Pac-12 wasn't ranked that highly. No one really thinks of the Pac-12 as a deep powerhouse uh, basketball conference, but they're trying to prove it this March Madness with multiple teams making it to the Sweet 16. So Nobody really thinks of the Pac-12 as an elite uh, anything conference. I can guarantee that. Yeah. This They proved uh, everybody wrong and uh, – is it five out of the six teams they had left are still in the tournament, I think? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, with Colorado's loss to Florida State, but they still played amazing against Georgetown, and Florida State's a good team, so that's nothing to hang your hat on. But, yeah, Oregon State, great job by them. UCLA, great job. Like, both lower seeds, too. So, like, it, it's just crazy what they've done, and good. Um you probably want to, you probably have some words to say about the Big Ten. Uh yeah, the Big Ten sucks. Um so the committee or whoever makes the top twenty five, when they were ranking all these Big Ten teams all over the place, they were just blindly doing it, I guess, because we get to the tournament and all the Big Ten teams just start dropping like flies. I mean, Ohio State. Dwayne Washington played one of the worst games I think I've ever seen somebody play. He could not make a shot. If his life depended on it. And then who do the who do the dumb Ohio State fans give the death threats to? They give it to EJ Liddell. The guy who was carrying that team. That kid played his heart out that game. I think he had like a twenty some point uh double double. He basically kept him in the game the entire time. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, let's give him death threats. Uh, yeah, what a great fan base. Should be ashamed of himself. Um and then let's look at some other teams. Illinois, number one seed. Team I thought was the best team in the country. Oh no, second round exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow one of the the one seed that I didn't think was very good, Michigan, just stays in. Yeah. And now they're they're most likely. I think they could beat Florida State to get Livers back, and I think they're going to the. I think they're going to the Elite Eight. I don't know if they could. Um, it'll be a great game against Bama, but. Oh, and then Maryland. Maryland actually played good, in my opinion. I mean. Yeah, they're ten seed. They beat UConn. They, they did what they could. Um. Garbage. Defense was beat Bama. Yeah, uh, Rockers played. They played their hard outs. Um, they they lost to the two seed by three. And I gotta talk about this matchup a little bit. Rockers versus Houston, just a great matchup against teams who you don't really think of as like March Madness, like powerhouses or good teams. Houston starting to become a good like a good team that's probably gonna consistently be a top five seed in my opinion. Rockers, I think they're getting they're getting there. They did a great job. They had just one of their most talented teams, Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker, uh, Jacob Young, uh, McConnell. They, they have a bunch of guys who are just great, deep role players. 
and they played really good against Clemson. A close game. Both games were close, and which could take a toll on them. But on Houston, Dejan Giroux, uh, he played incredible. Like if you watch the game, Houston was struggling, but and Giroux was struggling with his hip. He had a hip problem, but it didn't matter. He didn't think about it. He just played. He had a crucial rebound and a putback that didn't go in, but Mark was able to put it back and that like. That he got the and one, gave Houston the lead. They won the game. Now, Grimes was struggling. He he was struggling. So were a lot of other players. But you saw just the heart on that team. He missed two free throws. Houston does what they always do. They get the offensive rebounds. That's that's their like key. Kelvin Sampson preaches that. And they do that. He misses two free throws. They get the offensive rebound on the second. Give it to Grimes after he just missed two free throws and hurt his elbow. The funny bone, which could feel weird, like immediately shooting. It don't matter. Sinks a three. And Houston's back in it. And they're going to give Syracuse a real run for the Elite Eight. And Buddy, Buddy Beheim, he's going to have to, like, he's going to have to knock down shots. And so is uh, Joe Girard. He's going to have to facilitate great. But that's going to be a great defense versus offense game, in my opinion. Yeah. And you, you could say, in- Syracuse could give Houston a run for them. Houston's two seed, Syracuse is the eleven seed. Yeah. But the way Syracuse has been playing, I mean, it doesn't look like they're an eleven seed. It looks like they're a top seed. They crushed San Diego State. Mm-hmm. They beat West Virginia, a three seed. And now they're just they have all the confidence in the world. They got one of the best coaches in the game who has maybe a top three defensive system ever. Yeah. And I think they could lock up anybody. I think they could definitely lock up Houston, especially when Houston struggled against Rutgers. And, um, yeah, I mean, looking at that, I see Syracuse. I see this is, like, probably the most mixed-up uh, region in the bracket. Oh, for I mean, sure. I mean, we could have had 8, 12, 11, 10 if Rutgers didn't choke on Houston. But – I think it's still gonna. I think it'd easily be eleven, twelve, but I don't think it will be because I think Loyola is one of the best teams in the tournament. Watching them play against Illinois, yeah, see how they up. They're just united, and uh, they play great defense. Cameron Crutwood was just getting his hand in there whenever Ao was bringing the ball up in crunch time. Nope, that's mine. Like, I don't know if it was the mask. I was thinking maybe he was blocking his prefer, uh, like vision, his uh, outside, um. Like, I, I don't know, because he just didn't see Crutwig, but Crutwig just put his hand in there and poked the ball out, I think, back-to-back on offensive drives for Illinois. Yeah, and watching that game and seeing Loyola win, I don't think either of us processed that, like, as we should have. Yeah. It can't, that happened, we kind of just were like, okay, that happened. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we just, deep down, we knew Loyola was going to win. Well, I mean, I was still kind of – just shocked by the Texas loss because I was up late watching that and it was just I just couldn't believe it because I was going for sixteen sixteen for that day. Most of my a lot of my brackets were looking good, and then Texas had to lose to Abilene Christian, and then and then Loyola just beat Illinois. And I still think the way Loyola played against Georgia Tech, if Georgia Tech had Moses right, I think they could have won because what. They did without Moses, right? If they put him in, Cameron Crutwig was not playing that great of a game on defense. 
and that they were able to like find holes. That, it was just towards the end where they didn't have enough guys to just keep up with Loyola. And I, in a couple of my brackets, I did have Georgia Tech beating Illinois. And if Illinois played like that against uh, Loyola, if they played the same way against Georgia Tech, I think Georgia Tech could have made it this far. It was just unfortunate that Moses Wright couldn't make it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they – Georgia Tech had that star player that can finish the game mm-hmm. for them. And that's, that's the problem with a lot of, like, college, NBA, just basketball teams in general. If you don't have a finisher – you're not going to be a serious team. You need somebody that can finish the game for you and keep you winning. You need that bucket. Yeah. You don't have the bucket anymore. So. Yeah, in college, what you need to make a run in March Madness, it doesn't matter about the seed. It matters about a finisher, which you look at all these teams, all, all these teams have a finisher. Uh, you, you need to have a finisher. You need to be a consistently good free-throw shooting team. You need to have gritty players who will take a charge, die for balls whenever which most of these teams pretty much have. And you need to have a team that trusts each other and that plays in the system and trusts your coach. You don't necessarily need a good veteran coach. A lot of these teams have one, but you, you just need to trust your coach. Like Alabama trusts theirs, who hasn't, he hasn't been there that long, but they trust him, it seems like, to play in the system. You just got to believe in the system, get those other two things, and you can make a run. It's pretty much what it just shows. Yeah, and – a lot of teams, it just comes down, are the players willing to listen to the coach? Are they willing to listen? And, I mean, sometimes there's an exception. If your coach is just terrible, don't listen to him. But I don't think any of the teams have that problem yeah. right now. I think, if anything, it's the coaches who are really helping them out. Except for Oral Roberts. I mean, I don't think Oral Roberts is a good coach. I think uh, Abrams and uh, O'Bannon, O'Bannon, whatever yeah. his name is. Well, I- like they believe in each other, and they, they got finishers, and they're the best free throw shooting team in the nation at 82% from the line. And, yeah, they got two finishers you can just go to at any time, it seems like. So, I think they're in there. Yeah, I mean, can they beat Arkansas? Can they continue the Cinderella run? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I kind of want Arkansas to win just for my bracket's sake, but I wouldn't be mad 15-1. Um, I just think Arkansas just really – Really impressed me that Texas Tech game. That was such a fun game to watch. In my opinion, like it, it, it was just all you could have wanted. Just two teams that they they really wanted to win, and they just put all, out all they could out on the court. Um, it, Arkansas is just such a good team. Like you, they have talent that you before the uh, beginning of the season you might not have considered great talent, but they're all playing great. Moses Moody, he he's just. He's really good. He's fantastic. Their ball movement's fantastic. Uh, Justin Smith is a really good player, in my opinion. He played really good, I think, against Texas Tech. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's I, – I don't know, but I think Arkansas – I think it will be close, but I think Moses Moody can maybe takes on a little bit of the load, gets like maybe 30 points. Yeah, I mean, Aurora take both Abrams – and O'Bannon to have 35-point games, kind of similar. I don't think they had 35-point games, at least 30-point games, like they did against Ohio State. But I don't know how possible it is in this run. I mean, sometimes you're just too worn down. Yeah, I mean, we've seen they can score. It's a question about defense. Their defense isn't great, and then their shot selection is is sometimes puzzling. I'll put it like that, puzzling. I mean, a couple times in the Ohio State game, 
Abrams would just dribble the ball off the court, pass half court, and just chuck the shot. I chuck a shot up. Yeah. And that almost cost him. Yeah. His shot's not very good. Um, yeah, so I think Arkansas. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about upper part of this region. Uh, Baylor versus Villanova. Baylor, <laughs> they beat my beat my Badgers, but Sky would beat the Tar Heels. Uh, we played really good that game. Um, I, I Baylor's looking good. Uh, but so is Villanova. Like they're they're banged up. They're without their star point guard Gillespie. But and they they haven't really they they played good against um Winthrop. They they kind of got uh lucky. They got a you could say they had to play a twelve and a thirteen because Purdue. Oh man, Purdue just they didn't use their bodies well enough. North Texas played great D on them, but I mean that's that. Uh, so I think I think Baylor will win, but. Villanova could, I think, have an early lead, maybe, and but Baylor, I feel like, will come back. Yeah, um, Baylor's—they're a complete team. I mean, that's that's what you want, and to have the pieces, they could they could win the championship. They have Donovan Mitchell on their team. I mean, come on, yeah, Davian. D Mitchell. I mean, that confused me a little bit because I wasn't too familiar with him. I saw him. Uh, I was thinking Donovan Mitchell. No wonder they're so good, but yeah. yeah, they have they have the star power. They have um, they have everything it takes to win a championship. And um, I don't think they have that much competition left in this bracket besides Arkansas, because I think they could easily just push Villanova out of the way with how banged up they are. I feel like that's the main issue. And then um, Oral Roberts, if Oral Roberts somehow beats Arkansas, I like I don't even think they have a chance against Baylor. I mean, I don't care how how badly they beat Arkansas. I feel like the split between um, everybody else in this region and Baylor is huge. But um, uh, Arkansas, that'd be the best game in my opinion. But I still don't think it's possible. I don't think I don't think anybody can keep up with Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. Um. So yeah, uh, we we talked a little bit about Gonzaga, Creighton. Uh, Creighton, they played good against uh, Ohio. Who I also had Ohio, but I. I didn't think it was going to be a big run. I just thought it would be a great game against Virginia, which it was. And then Creighton, Creighton has a player in Marcus Zagorowski. He, he, he can just get hot at random. And when he gets hot, he, he's good, and you can ride that. But he doesn't always stay hot for that long. Like, if you were watching the Santa Barbara game, they, they tried to go for him, go to him. He was missing some shots. And then he, he just started hitting them. And then they'd go to him, and then they'd go to someone else, which they have to do. They, they can't just ride – Marcus here because I don't know if we can just bring it all the way against Gonzaga. They're they're gonna have to play through everyone if I feel like if Creighton wants to wants to uh really win and beat Gonzaga. You got you beat Gonzaga, you gotta use every ounce of player you have on that yeah. team. Everyone has to get like at least five points or at least five assists or do something. Yeah, your defense has to be crazy against that team. Yeah, I, I think the defense you play, because Gonzaga really isn't insanely tall and isn't really that big. Like, they're shooting team and can drive. So I think you you just, like, be a pest on the perimeter. Don't, don't let up any open shots. And don't let Jalen Suggs just get time to make a play because we've seen how good he can be. And if he can find Kisper or get a move, get an open lane, then – if he's finding that all game, then you gotta switch something up. Right? You gotta, you can't be afraid. Just go in there, and take a charge, or or just double him and get him flustered because he's a freshman, and you never know what, what what could happen. Yeah, but just just to say something about Jalen Suggs' playmaking ability, 
he was a I think three or four star quarterback before yeah. for football too. So he's a playmaker, all right. And um, we've seen it with some of his passes, with one arm thread the needle. And um, so yeah, you can't let him make plays. You gotta pressure the freshman, like you said, and uh, you gotta pressure everybody on that team because they'll just they'll work you. Mm-hmm. They'll make you no just doing their same old routine. Uh, another win, another win, another win. That's what Gonzaga's Yeah, and, and they're probably going to keep on doing it, too, because uh, with Jalen Suggs being, I think, one of the highest recruits Gonzaga got, I forget his name, but uh, today it became official that they got another high recruit in the next class, I think, top 15 player. Yeah. Was it Chet Holmgren? No, it wasn't him. Uh, no, but I, I don't remember his name, but uh, they're going to just keep on getting talent, I feel like, especially as long as Mark Fuse there. Um, so, so they'll be good for a while. Yeah, they just they gotta get over the hump. They gotta win that championship, and this is their prime mm-hmm. year to do so. And then let's move on to um. I guess do you want to do our final predictions now for the rest of this bracket, or you got anything else you want to look at? Uh, I mean, we could touch on just uh, I guess touch a little bit more. Oregon State. We didn't even talk about any of their players. Um, but. I mean, Oregon State versus Loyola. You said you you have Loyola winning, you think? Just cause, yep. Yeah, I mean, um, Oregon State, they're playing good. Ethan Thompson uh, is Oregon State's leading scorer. Um, Cameron Crutway's leading scorer of Loyola. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Just the way Loyola plays, I, I think I think they'll beat Oregon State. But, I don't know, Oregon State, you never know. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're both hot. They're both on a run. But, I mean, obviously, Oregon State has played better teams just because of the Pac-12 tournament. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. It's just, I think it'll definitely be a close game. Could come down to free throws. And Oregon State does have some guys who can knock them down. And Lucas, Lucas, I think, like 89 or 90% from the line. So, that could really come in handy. Um. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to make your projections down, yeah. Who you got in this who you got going to Final Four? All right, so going through this in the West region, I got I got USC. I got USC coming out of the West region. I think they could beat Gonzaga. I think they're going to beat Oregon, and I think they can upset Gonzaga, just fueled by some magic from Evan Mobley, Isaiah Mobley, the crew. I think I think USC's not back in football. They're back in basketball. Mm-hmm. They're winning. And then next up, we got the um, I think it's the south, the east region. All right, east region. I got the elite eight. It's gonna be uh, Florida State and Bama, and I think Bama's just gonna do the coaching and good defense. I think they're gonna be able to make it to the final four. Um, Midwest. Uh, I got Loyola, Loyola Chicago, going back mm-hmm. to the final four, by uh, Sister Jean and the power of Jesus. And then um, finally, we got the south region, um, Baylor. That's all I gotta say. Uh, just so, my West, I got number over number one overall seed Gonzaga. Um, they're just playing lights out. Uh, in the East, I got Florida State Seminoles playing great defense. I think they figure a way out to beat Alabama's offense and Michigan's offense. Um, in the Midwest, in in the Midwest, I got uh, this is tough because I, I think any I think. Whoever wins the Syracuse or Houston matchup will win. Uh, will beat them. Um, uh, will, will go on. Will be either Loyola or 
Oregon. I'm gonna go Houston just the way they're playing. Uh, I think they're gonna want a big win after a close loss to Rutgers. And then I'm gonna go Arkansas up and uh, down south. Um, yeah, I just think they're they're gonna play great. All right. Oh, that's, not, that's two completely different Final Fours. That doesn't usually happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we don't have any right. Yeah, that's all. the same. Yeah, so I'll right, we'll start. We'll start with you. Who you got? Who you guys the champion? Who's your championship and who's your champion? Right, championship game. I'm going Arkansas beats Houston. And they're going to play. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go with close game, overtime. Gonzaga beats Florida State, and they beat Houston. Or no, Gonzaga, Arkansas. All right, not a bad prediction. I got uh, USC and Bama, and I think this is where USC's magic runs out. And I think Bama's able to get over the top versus them and just outshoot them. And then Baylor versus uh, Loyola. Um. I mean, I want to, I want to say Loyola because the way I saw them defend Illinois, I think they could defend the same against Baylor. So you know what? We're going. Nah, bit no. Baylor's too much for them. I got Baylor going to the championship game, and then Alabama versus Baylor. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really good game to watch because they're very balanced teams. But uh, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. Alabama, and that's very mm-hmm. biased. Yeah, but. They're, um, I think they're good enough to win, especially if they just – you saw what they could do when they hit their shots against Maryland. I mean, just hit their shots and they're winning. And right. That's what I got. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, so, can't, can't wait. Sweet 16 starts uh, starts tomorrow, Saturday, and then continues on Sunday. Uh, it is going to be just great. Um, I, I think that's all we got, uh, got for today. You got anything else to add, Mike? Yeah, this uh, since this is a college no, sports right. podcast, I want to touch on something from college football. Um, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in college football, George Pickens, tore his ACL at um at a Georgia practice, and uh, there is no timetable for his return currently. So, and based on just who George Pickens is, is my opinion, I don't see him coming back. So I think he's out for the year, unless Georgia just is like undefeated and like they convince him to come back, but uh. Kirby Smart's magic money, but um, besides that, yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that yeah, that affects Georgia. I mean, I feel like uh, they dealt with stuff this year too. I think they'll be better than they were this year. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how good they'll. I I, I I think they'll figure a way out. Uh, definitely losing Pickens, a, a guy so good as Georgia's. Uh. Really affects them, but no, I do think they figure a way around this. Uh, I just can't see. I like several throws. I just see George Pickens make JT Daniels look better than he is, and George Pickens, in my opinion, is the only receiver on Georgia that can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think their offense would lose so much stamina because I think their running game isn't as good as it's been in the past, and they have the best quarterback they've had in a while with JT Daniels. Yeah. But you need, need George Pickens. And I say they could have been SEC champions before this, but I don't think they could beat Bama right now. So yeah. I think wrap Yeah, up I just want to add uh, um, Grand Canyon. They played Iowa, and they're like, 
the other star player, Oscar Freire. He died three days after the game, unfortunately, in a car crash. Um, I know not too many people maybe know of Grand Canyon, but he was well-liked and well-loved over there. And just prayers up to everyone in the Freire family. That is just very sad news, and you hate to hear it such a time like March Madness. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get a podcast out uh, next week after uh, Sweet 16, and can't wait to talk more about college basketball. Um, so so that's all for us today. Have a great day. Yep.